Hi, this is Emma and Logan, and welcome to another episode of Empowered by Choice. Today, we're going to be talking about the most powerful thing you can bring to any situation, and it is your energy. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about this because we very much recognize that people are coming to meetings or doing things because they feel like they should be doing it. Um, spending a lot of a lot of time with someone rather than spending quality time with someone. So we wanted to talk about how do we check in with ourselves before we go to that meeting or do we check in with ourselves at all? So Emma, I just would like to know before we got together to record this podcast, did you check in with yourself on your energy and what you were bringing into this meeting? Yeah, I was aware that I was a little bit um, stressed this morning. I seem to have this way of being that no matter what time I have to leave the house, like I can be starting work at 3 p.m. or 5 p.m., but always that last 10 minutes before I leave is kind of frantic, crazy running, I'm not ready kind of thing. And what I've been noticing actually is the story that I'm telling myself during that that those last frantic minutes. Uh, I've got this very unhelpful voice in my head saying things like, you're not going to make it, you're so late. <laughs> uh, which doesn't help. So I, although I started the journey here uh, in a little bit of a stressed way, I started to notice that, that that's how I was being and began to make different choices on the drive here and really decided to enjoy my drive um, because previously I had a lot of stories about Sydney traffic and how stressful it was and how much I didn't like driving. And so now I'm really trying to use the drive as an opportunity to listen to podcasts or listen to inspiring speakers on YouTube or even just to um, car meditation, driving meditation. So noticing my breath, noticing how I'm feeling, noticing the steering wheel beneath my hands and trying to keep as calm as possible. Because even something like driving, I can choose to do it in a stressed way or I can choose to do it in a calm way. And so now I just want to start to choose to do that last five minutes before I leave the house in a calm way. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like this is so important for everyone to check in and do before you go somewhere because, you know, I think the first thing that people notice when you walk in the door is the energy that you bring, right? And maybe it's not always a conscious noticing, but I feel very much uh, in this world, there's a lot of, you know, sensitive people and empaths that right away they take on the energy of other people when they come into the room, right? So if we're being responsible with our energy, you're right, it is just making those small choices to be like, hey, I'm just going to stop for a minute or two and I'm going to check in with my energy. And if it's not in a place of alignment for the thing you're going to, what are the things that you can do? Like that sensory awareness meditation that you did in your car, I think is great because anybody can do it anywhere. You don't have to any have any previous knowledge or experience. It's so easy to do. It takes very little time and it really helps you drop into that place of like grounding and in your body rather than in your head making up all these stories and excuses and, you know, run, running um, running in the madness of your mind, right? That's what Absolutely. I like to call it. And in fact, um, Adam Fraser has a book called The Third Space that talks about this specifically. He says that an activity that you've just finished is the first space and then you're about to move into another activity, which is the second space, and he refers to the space in between as the third space. And he talks about really utilising this space as an opportunity to let go of what has just gone before and think about how you want to show up for the activity that is about to come, that is about to begin. Yeah, I was right about to say that. My husband always says to me, don't think about, 
you know, the scenario or the experience, think about how you want people to remember you walking away from that experience, which I think is great because it, it takes you out of the doing and it puts you into the being, right? Like, who do I want to be for people and how do I want to show up for the people that I love rather than what can I do and who can I, you know, what actions can I take? Because often often we don't pause. We don't take that time. Like, um, I really like to use the opportunity when, my, when I pull up in my car outside my house. So when I've just finished work, I haven't yet entered my family space. Um, I'm just in the car. Nobody really knows I'm home yet. It's kind of like spare time that's just for me. And I find that a really good time just to stop, take a couple of breaths, take a couple of minutes and think about how I want to show up when I walk into the house. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a couple of minutes though. If you're in between meetings or in between activities at work, even just stopping for a couple of breaths and just acknowledging that this activity has just finished, how am I going to show up in the next, in the next space? Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, even with your family, like you were saying that you were showing up for your family often, and we've even experienced this in our relationship is that when we do get together, because we don't get together that often, or we're not able to, we think that we have to spend every second that we can together. And we were talking about that's not quality time, that's quantity of time. But if we actually feel into the energy that we're in, in that space, and if we're in the right energy to, to give and receive, with each other, then we're actually bringing quality time. I think often we get caught up in the idea that our presence is the most important thing and, oh, well, I'm there, you know, but but how how are you being there and how are you feeling and are you enjoying being there? We often show up to things because we should uh, and that's maybe not bringing the best vibe, the best energy. So if we're feeling tired or not good within ourselves, maybe it's a better time to take a nap rather than push through and do something because we said we would. Yeah. For instance, helping people, like sometimes we say that we will help people with things. Uh, and if we don't have the right energy, when we, when we go to help people with things, like even real life examples, I know that you had one real life example with your sister. Yeah, I got my sister has three young toddlers, three children under the age of four, and they're very high energy kids. They're great fun. Um, but if I'm showing up to her house to help with the kids because, oh, well, I'm, I'm actually really tired. You know, I was performing late last night. I'm exhausted. I don't really want to go and do this. That's not good. I, I call her and cancel, and I just like I'm really sorry. I'm not. I'm not going to make it. I can't do this because what? What do you think is going to be better for her to have me show up or in her this, kids? All the kids in this vibe of oh, I'm doing this. I don't really want to be here. Versus like, no. Do you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm choosing to be here. I've really made the decision to be yeah. here, and I'm going to feel okay with that decision. Yeah. And I'm not saying to come out of integrity with your word. So if you have given your word to, to do something, to commit to something, you can but you really need to make that choice, maybe taking that time in that third space and choosing to show up with a good energy about you and a willingness to to be there and, and to give your time or your energy to that situation and to that person. Yeah, definitely. Because it, like, for example, I had, I just had recently my son's second birthday party. And one of my friends shared with me that, you know, she was really sorry that she couldn't come uh, and she felt really bad about it. And I was like, I just asked her, what's the reason why she couldn't come? And she's like, oh, like I drank too much the night before. I was really hungover. And she's like, and I feel terrible about it. I'm sorry. And I'm like, I, like to me, 
I was actually so grateful that she didn't come when she was hungover because if you can think about the energy and the space that you're in when you're hungover, that's not really the energy you want to be bringing to a two-year-old's birthday party, right? So I shared with her just that I was very happy that she didn't come because what she did on the other side of that was that she came over afterwards when she was in a good space and she brought him like a gift that they were able to build together and they actually had quality time together where they could make that bond rather than her just showing up, not being in the right space. And probably she wasn't going to be able to be present with him in that space either. So by her actually following her intuition and not coming, she was able to open up a whole new opportunity and experience to actually connect with him in a better way, which I was so grateful for. I think, yeah, remembering that we're not as important as we think we are. <laughs> People don't, don't mind as much as we, as much as we think they might. Yeah, and it just goes along along the lines of going into like the giving and receiving relationships, right? So giving someone something like that as as a gift of our quality time rather than our quality of time, quantity of quantity time. of time. Yeah. So um, just being in in line with actually what what are we giving someone and what are we expecting from that? Yeah, I've really been trying to practice the idea of giving without expectation. And often we say we're giving without expectation, but I mean literally no expectation. So am I happy to give this, whether it's money, time, energy, an item, am I happy to give this if I get literally nothing in return? No acknowledgement, no thanks, no future favor, no nothing. I receive literally nothing in return. Am I still happy to give? And I think asking yourself that question is can be really powerful and really freeing as well because it means we sort of nip in the bud any kind of possibility of resentment of like, oh, you know, I did this and she didn't even say thank you kind of thing. We, we've already let go of that because we're, we're giving without expectation. So yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if we get acknowledged for it in any way. And I think often when we do ask ourselves that question, am I happy to give this? if I receive nothing in return, if we ask ourselves that and the answer is no, maybe reconsider the gift. Maybe maybe it's not the, the right thing. Maybe you're not coming from the right place, the right energy to, to give whatever that is. Yeah, it goes along the lines of unconditional love, right? Like the giving without expecting anything in return really is unconditional love. But asking ourselves that question if I don't want to give this or I don't want to do this, what what is the place that you're giving from? Why are you giving this? Because and, we should. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Dangerous word. Because it's expected. Are we? But the thing is, is it really expected? Or do we just think it's expected? We're back to thinking we're more important. Yeah, like for, like for example, my real life example would be I have children, right? And I have a lot of friends without children. And I have a lot, I have a lot of friends with children. But it almost seems like sometimes the friends without children will help me in some way. And I'm not necessarily asking for them to help me, but they're like, oh, you have kids, you're tired. Like, you know, they hear the stories of other parents and they're like, you know, I want I want to help you in some way by giving me physical support with like the kids or like yeah, showing dude, I, up. I or, made you lunch. I brought yeah, lunch. Yeah, right. <laughs> Keep so, talking. So, okay. So the real life example, I'm like, this is something that really actually is is sometimes a problem for me in, in my friendships, relationships, is that they they do that for me. And then if there is something that they're expecting in return that I don't know about, I'm unable to fulfill that for people. And that really sucks for me. 
because I didn't ask for the support in in the beginning, and then I'm unable to fulfill the expectation on the other side, which is horrible feeling for me, right? So I think like for the and and, and I've probably done this on the other side of that. I've probably helped someone that didn't ask for help. And if I was giving from that place of not giving with uh, like unconditional love and expecting nothing in return, imagine what that puts on the other person. Then they, you know, I have this expectation of them to give back to me. And they don't know what that is. Exactly. How horrible is that for someone? Why, you know, why? So literally, if I like from now on, I won't give unless it's unconditional or if I can express, you know, what I need in return. I And I literally do that with my sister. And my sister knows that if I've shown up to, like, help her with her washing or play with the kids or whatever, I'm there because I want to be. And she knows that I will cancel if, I, if I'm not feeling good about it. Which I'm is not- such a gift for your sister to know that you're there unconditionally and you want to be there. Unless you really, really need to. It's really an emergency, <laughs> then I'll go. But, but generally speaking, like, generally you're just going to hang out. I'm not going to go if I'm feeling exhausted or yeah. not in the mood because my energy is the most important thing that I can bring to, yeah. to any situation. Yeah, which is so important in any relationship, whether it's family or it's not family. I feel like if you're going to have a friendship and it's going to be made on unconditional love, that should be the basis of your relationship. Like, Don't show up for each other unless you really want to show up for each other. Don't give anything unless you really want to give it freely without the expectation of anything coming in return, which I think brings us to our next point of discussion, which is the ability to say no (laughs) when people do want something from you. Because we like when someone wants to give you something, you're you are literally probably always thinking like, oh, I should just say thank you and I should just receive it and you know, because that's what we should do. But like, sometimes, sometimes, if it's not coming from that place, and you can feel that it's okay to be like, actually, that's all right, I'm good. I don't need it. Or I don't, you know, I don't need the help that you're offering, but I appreciate it. Like, I really appreciate it. And where you're coming from, but like, it's okay. Yeah. And I think being able to say no when people ask you for things as well, yeah. if you're already overtaxed and, and, and over, overdrawn kind of thing, your, your account, your personal account, um, being able to say no, but being able to say no gracefully. And um, I worked as an exotic dancer for a very long time, about 15 years working in strip clubs. And for me, this was one of the most valuable lessons I learned as a stripper um, because gentlemen customers would often try to push things a little bit further. They wanted something a little bit more than just dancing, which is all that was offered in the clubs. And so you needed to be able to say no gracefully and still maintain a really good relationship with this customer because you wanted to continue to spend time with him. You wanted him to continue to spend money on him, him to spend money on you without completely cutting him off or being really harsh or making him feel, you know, stupid or wrong. Absolutely. So for me, that was one of the most valuable skills I learned being a stripper was being able to say no with grace and maintain an air of, you know, love and connection with a person, with a customer. So like, can you give like a real life example? So say for you, we don't even have to do that situation, but if it was like a friend, like if someone was like, Hey, do you want to do this? Or can I give you this? Or will you give me this? I'm really trying to be uh, more 
honest now because I notice um, I I would kind of lie like you, after parties would be the main it would be a great example. So um, I'm a, I'm a performer. I'm at a lot of events. Um, however, I don't I don't drink and I don't like to go out partying. I like to have my downtime as downtime in bed in my jammies basically um so often people would be like hey you know will I see you at the after party later and I'd be like oh maybe perhaps um but that's not true it was it was it was a lie and so now I'm like unlikely (laughs) or even no you won't I'm I'm gonna head to bed with a cup of tea thank you very much (laughs) because for me that comes back to the idea of, of truthfulness and being in integrity and backing myself. So actually being honest about about what I need, which is no, I don't need to go for drinks um, because I'm not going to enjoy it. It's not my thing. Uh, So being able to really back myself and say what I need or not need uh, gracefully and politely. And again, people don't don't care that much. I'm not as important as I think I am. Yeah, it's the same example of like meeting up with friends, you know, how like when you see someone you haven't seen for a long time and you're like, yeah, we need to do this more. We're going to do this. Like, let's do this again next week. No, if you're too busy, just say, no, like it was really great to see you. And I look forward to when I see you again, but I just don't know when that will be. Yeah, more honest. I think trying to be more honest in those, in those interactions and more honest in what we're able to give, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, but rather pushing, rather than pushing ourselves until we're empty and we're drained because we should or we feel like we need to be there for people or need to do things for people, um, they they don't enjoy it that much if you have pushed yourself to the point of emotional exhaustion. You've yeah. kind of ruined your gifts because of the energy that, that you've brought to it. Yeah. So it just goes it goes to the giving and receiving of the no. Yeah, receiving the no. <laughs> that, that would be the flip side of this. So being able to give the no gracefully, but also how do you how do you receive a no when you've asked for something from someone and they say no? It, yeah. it can sometimes be be challenging, especially and now we're back to that giving without expectation. If you feel like you've given a lot to that person in the past and then they're not bringing up their end end of the bargain, basically. What I think is sometimes helpful when you say no is recreating that the the possibility of delivering something to that person in the future. So no, I can't this Thursday, but but perhaps you know next week. Depending depending on the person and depending on the relationship. And if you do want to, my sister would be the the best example. Like if I can't make it this week, then I'll schedule something next week because it is really important to me to spend time with her and my nephews. But um yeah, when people say say no, how do you feel? Well, I just like what, you know, what comes up immediately in this conversation is like, say, for instance, with that birthday party, like if someone is showing up to all of your major life events um, and it's not that you've you've asked them to join you, but it's not like it was mandatory. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to a time where they actually can't make it, is it upsetting you or is it not upsetting you? And I think it's a really good indication If you're not able to receive the no very well, I think it's a good time to go back and look at where you were giving from. Mm. So usually there's like a little trigger in the receiving the no, right? And then you can ask yourself, why, why does it bother me so much that they can't come? Or why does it bother, bother me that I'm not, you know, there's not that equal compensation of time or like, 
you know, that even in your partnerships, so look at like your, your immediate spouse, are you keeping tabs? Well, I did this for you. What are you going to do for me? That can so often be the case, right? And if they do say no, are you receiving that no fully? Or are you like, well, I did this for you. So why, why aren't you doing that for me? Mm, I love your, your little, you know, there's a clue back in the, the previous history of that relationship of how were you giving in the past? Yeah. Because obviously there's, you know, a little bit of a balance sheet that you feel is unbalanced. Yeah. So I think we come back to the ability to give without expectation of anything. Yeah. And it's a practice. Like none of us are perfect at this. This is definitely a challenge. Yeah, but this is why we're talking about it. Like these are real life examples. These are real opportunities to take a look at what's really there, right? And and this is what I love about that idea is that life is a constant opportunity to transform something that's there for you. So like if these are things that are coming up for you, that's amazing. That's a great opportunity to be like, Oh, this bothers me. Why does it bother me? Let's let's take a deeper look and let's see if we can transform it. And try to just do something a little bit different. It you know, it doesn't have to be drastically different. Maybe yeah. you can just notice that you've got a little bit of an expectation when when you give to someone and you know, maybe that that's fine, but you noticing is a huge leap from not noticing. Yes, and also remember, do not make yourself wrong for this. Oh, absolutely. You are human. We are human. And we are going to experience the human condition, right? So don't make yourself wrong. Just notice it. And the more lighthearted you can be about it, the better. So I find even, I don't know, in traffic or when I've, get, when I've let someone in and they don't wave or whatever it is, um, I, I can actually smile and go like, well, you know what? I'm practicing giving without expectation, you know, and, and kind of make, make a joke about it. And, <laughs> and it, it does enable me to let go of, of the resentment. Because even if it is a very small piece of resentment, like in the car, someone didn't wave, I let them in. Um, it's, it's still a little piece of resentment. That, yeah, that you, you know, can carry with you into your nest next experience absolutely so I think just remembering to be aware of of how you're feeling who you're being and remembering that the most powerful thing you can bring to any situation is your energy